Thank you for double-clicking your mouse tonight. You're listening to the Midnight Frightcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, welcome to the Midnight Brightcast. This is episode 40, so it is now in my dating range. Across the ra- <laughs> across the table from me, we have Josh, who yeah. is now on probation from picking movies for about six months. And I'm not 40. <laughs> Yay. Everybody rejoice. Over here on a stick, we got Greg, who is watching the game and talking to us. Thank you for your undivided attention. Touchdown! Oh, hi, how's it going? <laughs> And on my left, because I know my left from my right, we have Patrick. What's hey, up, everybody. Guys? How's it going? It hey, is going to be hey, a Josh, salt hey, cast Josh, tonight. What? Hey, Josh, she knows her left from her right. Yeah, I got it. I heard her when she said it. <laughs> Salty. All right. We got some fun shit today. I didn't call anyone a prostitute, so we are already going well. Yes. Um, I forgot my name is Maddie. I am the taco in the sausage fest, and I am steering the ship tonight. <laughs> All right. This is awesome. It's going well. Maddie should just be official host. We're just going to no, leave it at that. Yeah, no. All right. Well, let's jump right into our first section, the news. Greg, do you want to give us our theme theme song? I will give us our theme. It's the news. Oh, okay. I refuse to join into that shit. Yeah. Oh, give in, Josh. You know it's fun. All right, who's got some news? Patrick, do you want to start us off? Uh, I can start us off, and hopefully I'll take somebody's news away from them. It was posted today that The Nun has become the highest-grossing film of the Conjuring universe, pulling in $330 million so far because it is not completely out of theaters yet. Mm. In their original runs, the rest of the series made Conjuring 2, 320, Conjuring 319, Annabelle Creation 306, and Annabelle 257. So I find it interesting that the that the sequels make more money than the original ones. Conjuring 2 made more money than Conjuring. Annabelle creation made more money than Annabelle. It's, it's a, it's kind of like it, it, the financially though, in order, as far as best movie minus the nun, mm-hmm. um, like if you put the movies in order, that's kind of how I would rank them right. anyway. Um, so it kind of, it kind of makes sense a little bit. And they said that the nun is probably on track to make the most because Greg's waving. Yeah. No, I have a comment. I just oh, want to okay. make sure. All right. Uh, the, it's on track to make the most money out of the series because it costs the least to make, which yeah, I which would believe. Yeah. And that's, do you think, go ahead. Do you think that because The Conjuring has such a high success rate and a high fan rate that they were anticipating these sequels to come out to be as good as they are? And that's why they're gaining more of a revenue than the original did. Very possibly. Yeah. Because, I mean, because this is not taking into consideration DVD sales or overseas fa- uh, ticket sales and things yeah. like that. Right. So. I just think that that character from the the nun from The Conjuring 2 was a lot of people thought that was going to be a really interesting character yeah. to follow, too. Yeah. So they didn't read the reviews, apparently, which is yeah. fine because I'd rather you go and form your own opinion anyway. Right. And I in that same article, I saw that Annabelle 3 is well underway. Mm-hmm. Conjuring Thanks. 3, Annabelle 3, yep. and The Crooked Man. Crooked Man. All coming. Yep. So, Yeah. That's my news. Yeah, well, speaking of James Wan, Segway, Gregway, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> um, I'm not a huge fan of 
remakes, especially when the movie was made three, three years ago, maybe. But I'm a huge fan of James Wan, and I'm a huge fan of the movie Train to Busan. In a world full of shitty zombie movies that are never-ending, Train to Busan brought something different to the table. And I really, that was the best zombie movie I've seen in a really long time. Uh, so they're remaking that. And I feel like any, if anybody's going to take it and do something good with it, I'm glad it's in James Wan's hands. Yeah. It's, so. it, it's really difficult for me when they take Asian market films and make them for an American audience, yeah, yeah. so to speak, yeah. because they tend to not be as good. Yeah. You well, know, when it came to like the ring series and all that other stuff, mm -hmm. the originals were so much better than what we came up with. Well, and even not just um, Asian horror films, anytime they take uh, European horror films and mm -hmm. bring them over, yeah. it's always a disaster. Like they remade Martyrs, yeah. and I don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do they dumb it down for American audiences, or, yeah. or what's the deal with yeah, it? Yeah, I think we have more, I don't know if you want to call it film taboos than right. other countries, yeah. so they can't or won't show as mm -hmm. horrific yeah. graphics yeah. and it almost the... seems like they try to fit it into like a formula that they think works with american audiences as yeah. well and more they want it more in a mainstream audience instead of like because we do there are american made horror films that are extremely graphic and mm -hmm. kind of break those but they're not they're not out in the market mm -hmm. um in the mass market yeah. and you don't have a ton of you're not getting a ton of money for it so yeah. they just <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. That's my uh, that's my that's short one. news. Josh, I was actually kind of surprised you didn't uh, you didn't pull this one here, but uh, from horrorfreaknews.com, uh, Ruben Fleischer, the director of Zombieland, recently had an interview with Fandango, offering up some exciting news about his sequel to the popular Zombieland, stating that the original cast is going to be coming back and they are going to begin shooting in Georgia this January. So fun. yeah, I love that's, zombie. Yeah, that's one I'm really great. looking forward it's, to. It's it's a, one of the better zombie movies, and this is you know I I'm not a fan of really late beyond past their prime sequels, but if you're bringing back the entire cast, you at least got a step in the right direction. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. It's going to be a huge age jump too from the first one. Yeah, because right. I would go Breslin was like really young in that movie, mm -hmm. wasn't she? Right. I wonder if they address the passage of time when, when you do something like that, you've got a sequel that comes out so much further out than what the original was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, look how much has changed. Abigail Breslin's grown up. I can't think of her name. Uh, the Emma, Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone's uh, yep. an Academy Award winner now. Yep. You know, all those, all those guys have just kind of grown a lot since that time. <laughs> Except for the one. Jesse Eisenberg played. Uh, yeah. And Woody Harrelson <laughs> I always liked, so. Yeah, he's fun. That's a good cast. All right. Yeah. My news is probably not news to anybody else because I'm just kind of late to the game always. But uh, I had no idea Twilight Zone was being remade. I'm not sure how I feel about that. But Jordan Jordan Peele. Yeah. It, yeah. He is heading that ship. But I don't know. I kind of Twilight Zone is one of my absolute favorite TV shows ever. And it. You know, I've watched it since I was younger, so please don't touch my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> please don't touch my shit. Not that I don't yeah. think Jordan Peels is very talented. He is, but at the same time, I'm like, 
keep your hands away from my toys, man. Now, it, it's my understanding he's only hosting it. He's kind of like the Rod Serling okay. of the whole project. I don't know that he's the one that's producing it, running it, or, or what the deal is. I, so The article I just kind of briefly scanned kind of made mm-hmm. it seem like he okay. had Very a bigger hand in the cookie jar, but mm-hmm. I... I don't know. I didn't read too, too far into it. I just kind of saw it and was like, please stop taking shit. Yeah. As many projects as he's got going on now, I'm surprised he's taking time to host. Yeah. that That's a, that's a time-consuming mm-hmm. project, and he's got a lot of things going right now. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Anybody got any more news? Anything? Nope. All yeah. right. Just one. Take us out, Greg. It was the news. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, Edit one. Right before we started, we watched a trailer for Eli Roth's History of Horror, which is going to be starting October 14th on AMC as part of their Fear Fest. What do we all think of that? I love documentaries, and that's what it seems like this entire thing mm-hmm. is. So when it's a documentary, which I love, about a <clears throat> genre that I love, I think yeah. I'm really going to dig on this thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, uh, my question was, is like, it seems like what they're gonna do is round table while they're watching a movie. That's kinda how I took it, I guess. Like, they're gonna show the movie and like round table and talk about it while the movie's playing? Is it kinda like that? I, I had oh, no I idea really what was that. going on. See, I didn't, I didn't get that. I thought it was interviews, but you may be right because we were also talking about, is this a mini series? Because it said it was the 14th through the 31st. 31st. Yeah. Like a you know, so it could very well be what you just said. Maybe it's every movie during the Fear Fest and then they talk about it as they're going along. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. So, yeah, there wasn't a lot of insight about how they're going to break it down. So, but I like, I'm a huge fan of Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. all Eli Roth stuff, even his, you know, even Knock Knock, which was rough. But, you know, I followed Eli Roth for a long time. Uh, he just had a movie that just came out, House with the Clock in His Walls, uh, which is like a kid's movie. Was that? Yeah. Um, was that Eli Roth? Yeah, it was Eli yeah. Roth. Yeah. Oh, no shit. So uh, yeah. he's kind of going a, a different direction on a lot of you know different things. But yeah, I'll follow that guy to the edge of the cliff and jump off. So I'm a fan. So kind of what we're saying then is that the trailer was not very clear, but we all dug it because we dig Eli Roth and we dig the people that he's talking to. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that Stephen King was on there. I don't really see him involved in a lot of, even though he's a huge horror movie person. But, I don't, I just don't see him getting involved in a lot of stuff, I guess. Unless they're, you know, once again, if they're talking about, you know, reviewing movies as it's going along or talking about the movies as it's going along, I'm sure one of King's movies is yeah, in that yeah, yeah. mix. Probably. Cause they usually show a King movie in during fear fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just sounds like the back half of that fear fest is going to be Eli Roth kind of doing a, a round table host, but I, I won't be able to watch it cause I don't have that channel, but uh, you know, uh, it's kind of cool. AMC.com, baby. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. Greg. I I love all behind-the-scenes type stuff, and we actually get to sit down and interview with directors and kind of understand their the method behind their madness. I think it's just absolutely fascinating. So I am 100% behind whatever this is going to be, whether it's a a roundtable discussion or even if they do a Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. I'd be cool with that too. So bring it on. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting if they did something like that. The, the mystery science thing because you get the reaction right away as they're watching the movie. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, let's move on from the trailer. What has everyone been watching? And we will start with Greg. What? Yeah, I, I know. was not prepared for that. I figured not. <laughs> so I, I got an interesting request from my wife the other night. She wanted to stay home and watch a movie. Shut up, Patrick. 
I didn't say anything. <laughs> I know how you think. <laughs> That's scary. That is really scary. She said she wanted to stay home and watch a movie. Perfectly fine. She uh, wanted to watch the movie Jaws, which blew me out of the water because she does not like horror at all. But um, I had actually gotten her turned on to the Fear of God podcast. And she had listened to the episode of Jaws that they did on there. And she's been interested in it ever since. So I was surprised that she did that. But we sat down and we watched it and she loved it. So and she's never seen that she's before. a corner into horror. Show what a Serbian film, Greg. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't go no, no, don't do it. <laughs> She's never seen Jaws before? No. Wow. It's there, amazing. There was an interesting discussion in the horror group that I'm in talking about uh, – somebody went in there and asked, is Jaws a horror film? And I would say 100% that's a horror 100%, film. 100%, yeah. Um, I mean it's, it's PG-13. Um, Did it make people <clears throat> afraid to go in the water? Yeah. Then it's a horror film. Yeah. So I mean – I just thought that was kind of an interesting discussion that anybody would really even ask that question is just because it's not rated R. Is it a well, I think it's because it's not supernatural. It's not ghosts. It's not, you know, people Slasher, chopping up people, yeah, you know, yeah, things yeah. like that. That it's, it's, it's a non-typical horror film, but it is still a horror film. Yeah. I, I think it's one of the closer uh, shark attack films that's closer to horror than some of the other ones are. So, Are you saying Sharknado is not a horror movie? Move on. <laughs> <laughs> did she like it, Greg? Did she like the movie? She did. Yeah, did she absolutely did. loved it. Cool. Great. So maybe she's turning a corner into the horror genre, but we have to uh, we have to walk slowly. Yes. No Serbian film or yep. martyr. <laughs> Be gentle. Use lots of lube. Josh, oh, there you go. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. What have you been watching? Lube is my intro. Perfect. I was, was going right. to say, speaking of yeah. lube, Josh, I will slide right into this. Uh, so I chose to watch something I've already seen before because we were about to embark on our 31 days of horror marathon. So. I just uh, threw out my hand and picked up Fetty Alvarez's Evil Dead. I love that remake. I thought Fetty did something kind of new and cool with it. You know, I, I, I like Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, obviously, but Fetty Alvarez is one of my favorite filmmakers right now. And his, uh, his cut of Evil Dead was pretty fantastic. So that's what I watched. That's my one thing. I, I, I mean, if you want, I also watched something called The Blackout Experiment. Has anybody heard of this? I just want to talk about it really quick and because we're going into Halloween. Just give mm -hmm. me two seconds. Yep. Yeah. I know I took two, but just give me one second. So there's a, a film on uh, this thing I call, uh, called 2B TV uh, called The Blackout Experiment. And there's a haunted house out there called Blackout. And you have to go on their website and sign up for it. And then you have to sign a waiver. And uh, they email you back with a time to show up and an address. And you just – it's like three or four people – it follows like three or four people that volunteered and um, it doesn't show them going through blackout because I think they try to keep it really secret as far as what they're doing in there. Um, but it just shows their reaction after they come mm -hmm. out and how they feel like once they come out, they, they feel like they need to go back and sign up again right away because they'll never get that close to death as they did inside that, that room. Yeah. It's a really cool documentary if you're a documentary fan. Find the Blackout Experiment. Yeah. It's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I've read about those haunted houses before because they've there's one in L.A. and one in New York called Blackout. There's one in Minnesota, this, too. Oh, okay, owned yeah. by the same company, and they've kind of spawned a lot of those, like, extreme. But I don't know. I read some reviews, and one said the words <clears throat> Uncle Touchy's Rape House. And so it oh kind of made me not want to ever wow. go yeah. to one of those, even though I really like that sort of extreme Well, I guess shit. the waiver that they sign, I mean, pretty much... It they, they can do whatever they Anything want. They want. Yeah. When we were in Minnesota, we asked what was the scariest haunted house they had. And the guy told us 
uh, about the one they have there, and they just said you got to sign a waiver. And he said, "There's girls walking out of that haunted house with like no clothes on. Mm-hmm. They're just they're taking them and they're just tearing shit off, and that you can't do anything about it. You sign a waiver. They can do anything they want beyond like physically, physically harming you or you know killing mm-hmm. you. So, and I, I, I yeah. couldn't do it. I don't think I could no, take my I- wife through that. So." Josh, do you remember that documentary that was on uh, Netflix, The Haunters? Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. very similar to that? It's way like you thought. If you thought that was extreme, go like a couple more steps. Yeah, this is worse. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. Worse. Yeah. It, I I also had seen that, and you know, you talked about them signing up for it again. Mm-hmm. It was almost like they had PTSD, and yeah. the only way they could they could fix it was to go back and get more yeah. of it. It was. Yeah. It's really strange to watch how it mentally affects these people yeah. so i mean they will just drop you in a coffin and leave you there mm-hmm. for a while I, I mean that doesn't seem like super extreme to me but just some of the crap they they do in that room from what i understand yeah. is just beyond what i could probably handle yeah so. no thanks so, <laughs> i'm all yeah. good i can just go downtown yeah yeah <laughs> patrick what are you even watching I had started a series on Netflix several months ago and just now finally got around to watching the rest of it. And it's called The End of the Fucking World. Oh, okay. And it's about a pair of 17-year-old psychopaths that embark on this road trip through England. It's a mini series. I think there's uh, seven or eight episodes of it. And it is just phenomenal acting from these two young actors. I don't know if they're actually teenagers or in their 20s that look young enough or anything like that. Really, really really good series there's some there's some deaths in there along the way which make it's not necessarily a horror but it's a drama once again just a really great series on netflix if you're looking for something to binge on a weekend only about like i said seven or eight episodes that's the end of the fucking world awesome um, i've seen a couple of those episodes and they're they're all, they're really good yeah i'll have to check that one out what have i watched i've actually watched a couple movies this week oddly enough um, but the one that really kind of stood out was I watched an Eli Roth movie, Clowns. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and the only reason I really wanted to watch this is because it kind of has the same plot as one of my favorite Aqua Teen episodes. Oh, I know. I'm really sorry. <laughs> or does your Aqua Teen episode have the same plot as Clowns? Um, Which Carl, one came out first? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't really know how long Aqua Teen has been out. But one of them, it's basically the same but um i thought it was really fun as i said not a big clown movie fan but i don't know this one was silly enough that i was kind of like oh okay have you seen all of Eli Ross stuff um i kind of wander in and out i don't okay. think i've seen all of the hostile movies okay i was just gonna see where you placed the clown on his oh yeah i could i couldn't do it I, yeah. was eli roth the one that did the uh that big wave that came in he did, yeah, he did, uh, uh, oh, fuck, Aftershock. Aftershock. I think he produced it, I'm not sure he directed it. Oh, okay. That, but he did Aftershock, he did Green Inferno, which I dug a lot, and Knock Knock, and yeah, he's done. Well, I was just, you're, you're talking about where you'd classify other Eli Roth movies, and yeah, I know that that, was after, that one's really at the top of my list. Yeah, I know you loved it. <laughs> yeah, so. that was awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, really quick, I wanted to sneak in to what we've been watching, I don't mean to hijack the podcast, Maddie. But I know we uh, – I just wanted to talk about really quick that we've already announced that we're going to do the 31 day of, of horror marathon. Does everybody have the first pick? We start tomorrow, 
Um, mm-hmm. the first, I, have, I have my first 31 picks. Do you know what you're starting with? Though? Yeah. Okay, I just want to see if everybody goes around the table really quick and just tells us what we're starting with, if, if we know. Okay. I think my first one's probably going to be Sallow, just because I think Netflix wants it back. It's been sitting on my shelf for like gotcha. three <laughs> months. <laughs> Let's just go. Greg? Don't let Netflix tell you what to do. You keep that as long as you want. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying something a little different with my my viewings this year. I'm kickstarting off with some movies that I have never seen, but I've always wanted to see. Uh, my first movie is going to be 1931's Universal Monster Movie Dracula. Nice. Awesome. Good nice. pick. Good for you, Greg. And I'm, I'm actually going to follow that up with uh, Frankenstein, The Wolfman, and The Mummy. I've got a, one of my buddies has all four of them on DVD, so I'm excited. Hey, that'll nice. be fun. That's cool. <clears throat> what, do, what do you start with, Patrick? You know what? I, I really can't remember what my first one was. I put together my calendar. I yeah. sent it out to you guys with yeah. all the fancy pictures and everything. You think I would remember because I invested so much freaking time and creativity to do that damn thing? But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that and I'm actually going to post it into our Facebook group. That's the one that people can interact with mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah. And I'm going to post it there and see how well I follow that that calendar over the course of the next 31 days. That's cool. Uh, I didn't I, – I go into these things super unorganized and not knowing really what I'm going to ever watch. But I found a movie – I do want to try to watch movies that I have not seen before, which is fairly difficult. But there's a movie that just dropped on Netflix that I'm really excited about. It's called Hold the Dark. So I think I'm going to start with that movie and see where it goes as far as how many movies I can find um, that I've just never seen before. Right. Um, see how far down the rabbit hole I can go. And then I'll – there's movies that like I have to watch. There's movies in that 31 days I I just have to watch. Right. So yeah, I was just curious what everybody was watching. I'm, I'm trying to go with a more organized uh, pattern this year. So I've got like – Two-thirds of my month is planned out where I'm watching a whole bunch of new stuff. But at the end of it, I'm saving for all the stuff that I have to watch. Yeah. And then I've got like five or six slots for if something pops in on Netflix or Amazon or something like that that I can just throw in there. So Now, we talked about this last time we did it. Does what we watch within this group to review count in our 31 Days of Horror? Is that an extra? I would think that would be an extra because we're all going to watch it and then we're all going to post in the group. Um, that's the other thing. That's the other question we always come around to is if somebody has posted a movie in the group, can somebody else watch that movie and post on I it? Think so. um, I think so. Because you have a few things on your calendar that I've had in my queue for a while, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, fuck. If I get to that movie, then I'll get to it. But No, I, I think doubling up is perfectly fine. Yeah, cool. I think that's fine. I'm going to bowl in a china shop it. I am really unorganized <laughs> yeah. about this, but oh well, that's what happens. And we do encourage anybody who is listening to the yes. podcast, if they want to chime in with what they're watching uh, over the course of the next 31 days for their own Halloween Horror Challenge to join our Facebook group, yeah, Midnight they- Fright Cast. Join, comment. Comment on what we're watching. Yeah, can tweet they, us. Yeah, can they just email us or Facebook us and we can just add them to the group? Yep. Is well, they, they can go straight to the group and and uh, apply to be – request cool. to be in yeah, it and cool. then we just say yes. Yeah, join us. That's going to be awesome. It's a lot join of fun. Join us. So come to the dark side. Cool. We have cookie. All right, guys. Now that we have talked about what we've been watching, what we're going to watch, um, our topic is next. And Greg, I'm going to let you explain this one because this was your idea. Okay. So I came across a post on Facebook the other day that uh, charged an interesting question that I thought we could use for a topic. And that question was, what life lessons have you learned from watching horror movies? 
I like it. How many does everybody have? Did oh. we have multiple life? Um, I, I think we might. I, I, I didn't come with a list. So to be honest, I'm going to be really honest with you. I'm just going to kind of <laughs> roll off the cuff and uh, see what I can throw out there. I've got 15. Some Jesus. of them are serious. Some of them not so much. <laughs> well, you might. I might throw out three then. And then yeah. whatever I don't throw Sick. out, Greg and uh, Patrick can, can play clean. Well, I'll, I'll let other people go first because – I I have the greater probability of taking one of yours yeah. than you do of taking one. Then of I'll mine. go first. If you don't mind, Gregory, do you mind yeah, if no, I go first? Josh, okay. Go um, I guess my favorite one on the list that I found was uh, just assume every abandoned object is uh, possessed. Um, so if you're walking <laughs> and you find a old doll on the side of the road, just don't fucking touch it. Just leave it alone. It's okay there. It's probably been there for a while. It's gonna be you know it's it's okay if you leave it alone so um i guess that was off off the list that i was kind of looking through and going off that was probably my favorite one so that's mine all right patrick no i'm gonna let other people go first seriously okay because i've got 15 i think my probably biggest one is don't fuck in the woods you will either get lyme disease or you will get stabbed but it is one of the other i think and I think you'll find that movie on Amazon as well. Don't fuck in the woods. There's a movie called Don't Fuck in the Woods. It's on amazing. Amazon. So I'm friends with the guy that uh, that made that movie. So wow. Yeah, I think it's on Amazon right now. You can find it. <laughs> Greg, what's the life lesson for you? Um, if you're at home alone and it's dark and somebody knocks on the door, don't fucking answer it. Just let it be. Don't don't even touch it. Just let it be. I actually do that even when I'm not home alone. If I'm not expecting someone to come to my door, I do not fucking answer it. I don't care. There are so many disappointed Boy Scouts in my neighborhood because I never answer the door and they're selling shit all the time. I I know. I'm like, you got cookies and fuck off my doorstep. Come on. I think we're back around to – or did you want to throw one out? I could throw in one. one You know, make sure you do your research on a home before buying it. And if you don't do that, at least be ready to move at the drop of a hat. If it's really cheap, then it's probably <laughs> someone's been stabbed in there multiple times. Uh, um, I think uh, another one that I kind of liked uh, reading was, um, and I learned this from Zombieland, uh, is cardio is important. Um, the, fa- <laughs> uh, the fatties always go first. I would be in deep shit if anything ever came my way because I would I would give up. Uh, pretty quick. So yeah, if uh, just as long as you can run faster than the person next to you, you're gonna be just fine. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I think my next one's probably always trust your gut. I know there are so many people that in horror movies that are about to go in somewhere or they like see someone and they're like, "Oh, that's a creepy motherfucker." That's like I shouldn't go in there, and then they hesitate for a second. And then they go in there anyway, and that's when they end up getting killed. And I think that actually might be a lesson that you could really actually apply to your real life. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, if something in your head is saying, don't do that, (laughs) then don't do it. Like, (laughs) You mean the big flashing red light? Yeah, that big flashing (laughs) red light of, hey, maybe don't go in that house. Maybe don't give any change to that man with three teeth like just don't don't do stupid stuff <laughs> don't give it to the man with three teeth but if he's got four you're fine yeah if he's got four <laughs> who's next okay. i'll go yeah okay so if for some reason you do happen to find yourself in a sketchy situation and you have a chance to get out just 
run. Just go. Just continue. Go. Doesn't matter what happens behind you. Just go. Yeah. Keep running. Do not go back to the situation. Do not go back in the house. Do not go back to the cabin. Whatever you do, just go. Yeah, fuck just, your friends. Just go. <laughs> They're on their own. Every every man, woman, child for themselves. Oh. Yeah. If you are going on a long trip, probably consider purchasing a satellite phone. How many movies do you see where they get out there and there's no signal? Yep. And I can personally attest to that because I was a distance <clears throat> hiker. My phone never works, and I am normally hiking solo. So even if there's not some big dude with a machete, if I break my leg, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's great. So, yes, yeah, satellite phone. Is that me again? Uh, yeah, uh, I said I got three, and this is number three, and then I'm going to let it be. Uh, don't mess with Mother Nature. Uh, if it's in the water, the jungle, or the forest, uh, and it, th that does not belong to you. Um, so you're in somebody else's territory, and just don't, you know – don't fuck with it. So that's my number three, and uh, and now I'm done. Very good, Greg. Do you have any more? Um, yeah, I had one. I'm not really too thrilled with it, but if you've got a uh, if you've got one of those jockey douchebag type friends, you might need to find some new friends. Yep. <laughs> and that was my last one. <laughs> I think I got one more before I'll turn it over to Patrick to read the rest of his. But mine is call the police. Why Ooh. does no one in these movies call the police? And I used to work in a police department and I got some ridiculous calls, but some of them were actually, you know, people saying, you know, I just wanted to report this because I saw it. And it turns out to be something down the road. So even if you just have like a little inkling, as I said, it kind of goes back to trusting your gut. Call <laughs> the police. It is three numbers. You can you can do it. It's not <laughs> three numbers. Three numbers, just do it. Don't be silly about it. Take us out, Patrick. All right, Take well, us I, out. I've got a handful left. Like I said, some of them humorous, some of them actual life lessons. First one is uh, being a virgin can actually save your life. Yep. There is strength in numbers. Why would you ever go anywhere alone? Yep. Yes. <laughs> Blood can be a decent lubricant. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus. I know what you're referencing. How, well, Gerald's game. How did she get yep. out of her handcuffs? Because she was bleeding and she oh. was able to pull her hand. Oh, I see that. You said lubricant. Yeah. I, just, I, went, yeah, I was thinking if I to... sit on your grave and yeah. I was a little horrified. <laughs> Sorry. You guys are sick. Avoid <laughs> hitchhikers. Yes. Do regular maintenance on your car and keep the gas tank full. <laughs> and uh, the rest of them are just from watching films and commenting on films. Not all remakes are a good idea. <laughs> Bad horror can be good humor. That's 100% Amen, true. Yeah. yeah. And then finally, and this is something I've learned probably more recently than, than, than I had thought of before, but lots of gore does not necessarily mean horrible story. How did you just recently learn but, that? Because I, I'm not, I don't like torture porn. I don't like movies that have tons of gore in it or anything like that. But that doesn't mean I can't appreciate it for the movie that it is. And before, I'd, I'd be shutting it out because I don't like that. It's like, I don't like it, so it's a bad movie. Mm -hmm. And now I'm able to look at it and say, you know what? There's a story behind there somewhere. What am I learning from this movie? So just because I don't like that particular cup of tea doesn't mean that it's tasty to somebody else. Cool. There we go. And that is Life Lessons from Horror Movies. Thanks for that interesting topic, Greg. You got it. All right, and now we are moving on to our feature. 
which we all seem to enjoy, we watched, thanks to Josh, <laughs> we watched <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I don't care. 2007 Murder Party, yeah. which, wow. Well, deets, Patrick? Yeah, do you have some deets on that? We've got some deets on that. Murder Party, 2007, now streaming on Netflix, runs an hour 19 minutes. A random invitation to a Halloween party leads a man into the hands of a rogue collective intent on murdering him for the sake of their art, sparking a bloodbath of mishap and mayhem. IMDb score 6.1. What? Metascore not available. Rotten Tomato Critic score not available. <laughs> Rotten Tomato Audience score 59%, so yeah. it matches up perfectly with the IMDb score. All right. That's, uh, that's interesting. Well, I, <laughs> I, don't need, I have to, I'm still collecting my thoughts about this movie. Does anyone want anyone to pop in and talk about this? I, you know, there was a quote from the movie that kind of sums up the entire thing for me, and that quote was, fuck a boat. It, yeah, I, I think you guys all got to it before I did, and Maddie uh, put a comment in our our messages about what year was this movie made? And I read it like, like, why would she like, what, what's, what, what made, like what in that movie made her kind of ask that question? Or do you just want to know what, what year it was made? But I, um, when I was watching it, uh, the VHS tapes mm-hmm. yeah, that's and what... the fucking candy corn that mm-hmm. he put in a bowl, but like, yeah. that's something we did when we were kids. Like people could just put candy corn in a bowl and right, give it out they for weren't Halloween. an individual package yeah. or anything like that. And I was like, it's such an eighties, like, move but it doesn't look like it's back in the 80s it's like this guy never kind of really moved on from that decade or he's just fucking well, I weird don't know, because because the the one woman had a cell phone that was a flip phone wasn't it yeah so that kind of dated it just a little bit yeah but not not that far back i mean it was filmed in 2006 okay but still i mean we were handing out handfuls of candy no, corn. they were still individually wrapped yeah. type packaged um I think it just, it kind of had a vibe, and I had said this before we all sat down, it reminded me of another movie, and I know that movie was from the 80s, and once again, the VHS tapes, because I yeah. was like, that was 10 years ago, were we still using I don't a know. lot of there's, VHS there's, tapes? We were DVD by 2007. Ten, yeah. We might have had the VHS DVD combos still, but even, I mean... Even still by that point, they were phasing out quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very quickly. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's what was just available. It's weird, Yeah. It was a micro budget film. They had they literally had no money to to film yeah. this. I was looking up all the trivia around it and there wasn't a lot, but one of the things they did stress was there was no money in this budget for this movie. Yeah. So I was able to develop a little bit more of an appreciation for that because that's like us trying to tackle a movie yeah. like this and still do the effects that they had and everything else mm. on no money. They're smart about it though. They locked it all into like basically one location, one, pretty much one location uh, minus like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's nothing really. They didn't go heavy in locations. Um, and there was really only one makeup effect in that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's gunshots and shit, but like, that's not expensive. And they, no. and as far as you know, that was digital anyway. Um, it didn't look great. So, uh, but the makeup from the guy that looked like he, uh, burned his face burned, off. Yeah, the, the mask that was, that was the melted only, onto his yeah, face. Yeah, that was yeah. the only real makeup effect that was in that movie, as if I remember right. Well, I mean, there were other effect things, you know, like when the woman fell over and hit her head <clears throat> and sat back up and oh, yeah. blood draining out of her skull and uh, the guy getting shot in the face, the dog that had bitten off the one guy's face. Did you guys get that? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there was, I mean, there was a couple more in there, but not as extensive as the... yeah. 
as the uh, the the burnt on rubber mask. Yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't make it all the way through this movie. I have a 45-minute rule, and it kind of... Yeah, I... I Slow clap from, okay. the, from the gallery. <laughs> Hang on Thank a second. You. Hang on a second. I'm sorry. Craig, did you make it all the way through the movie? I did, but I will come back to that. You turned it off, Maddie, when it got good. That's what I, I had said I know, to that's, that's what, what I, I said I, to her. Okay, that last... The first... Don't watch the first 40 minutes of this movie. Watch the last 35, because that's when all the fun shit goes down. So to be honest, I was drinking so heavily trying to finish this movie that I was almost kind of I was going to fall asleep. I I really hate shitting on movies like especially like this micro budget stuff because I know it's hard. But there was something about this movie that I was like, fuck, no, this is not going to make it through my skull fully. I just and I cannot drink and laugh my way through it like I have with every other one I've watched. Do you think it would have been better as a short film? Probably. I think so. Greg's nodding yes. You can you can verbalize and interject. Yes, I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, the first 40 minutes of that movie was Reservoir Dogs, if you think about it. Like, if you really not, – not written yeah. that well, but, like, it was Reservoir Dogs. It wasn't like Heist, but it was like – it was a group of people in a warehouse kind of trying to figure out – it was a super dialogue heavy and mm-hmm. not really action heavy. I called that the Breakfast Club moment. Yeah. Because it was like when they did all, you know, Breakfast Club when they're all high going around the circle telling their innermost yeah, secret, yeah, you know, yeah, these yeah. people just did whatever, <clears throat> lithium, yeah. I don't know what they had injected into themselves and then went around the circle telling mm-hmm. secrets about themselves. Yeah, it was very talky that yeah. first 45. Yeah. I, as I said, I tried. Um it did kind of remind me of not it just kind of story-wise, uh, there's a movie called Dread that was I think one of the After Dark film fest it's it was one of the like film festival movies either after dark or shit what's the other one one of them where they made a bunch of micro budget movies and there's a movie pretty much like this where they're kind of it's kind of art students like making a Mm -hmm. movie and they're just trying to scare people but they're not killing them these guys are trying to make some sort of snuff film i don't know (laughs) i the acting was and i know the acting was horrific yeah they were Sorry, guys. You were really, really bad. That one guy, the guy that came in late, uh, who who was giving away the grant, Mm -hmm. that guy wanted to punch in the fucking throat. Yeah. He was the worst actor on that screen. And the guy whose face melted to a mask reminded me of a guy, and I won't say his name, but he reminded me of a guy that uh, I knew in high school. Uh, Greg went to high school with him. Um, And I will tell you his name when we're done here, Greg. But he reminded me of a lot of this kid that I knew. In high school, and uh, so I kept thinking of of him whenever I was watching that guy do whatever he was doing over in the, there in the in the corner by himself. I actually was kind of hopeful for this movie in the very beginning because I did really like the main character. I don't know why he was just really. I don't. It was because of the cat. Yeah, it was the cat. <laughs> Absolutely, it was the cat. No, he just he was like a likable character. The I, cat was one of the best actors in the movie. Yeah. I'm sorry. yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. There's so about just like making pumpkin bread to bring to a party, yeah. which we just talked about this. You should have just let that invitation just yeah, go. You don't, Why you would don't you mess with you things that, yeah, exactly. that you find. You either get hepatitis or you get killed. Yeah. Like There's no in between. The opening credits. Just interject, Greg. Don't wave your hand. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to interrupt people because they have good thoughts and I'm, I'm trying to absorb your thoughts before I go on a tyrannic raid. I'm just afraid that we're not all looking at the screen and you'll be sitting there waving your hand for like 15 minutes. <laughs> I'll, I'll totally interject when the, pro, when the moment's right. So all right. say what you're going to say. 
I was going to say, Greg, your turn because you're yeah. waving your hand. Yeah. Okay. So I, I actually uh, took a very opposite approach to Maddie. I did not like the main character from moment one because he picked up that invitation, because he looked at it, and because he was so desperate for friends, he went to a murder party. <laughs> Are you fucking stupid? I, yeah, he wasn't well, a smart just, character. Like, seriously? <laughs> But he, he thought it was die. a costume. How party. is that any different than going to a murder mystery that. party? That is just yeah. dumb. People go to those. Stupid. I don't it's, care. It's Halloween. It, you pick it up. You think it's a costume party. Now, if this was like in June, yeah, that's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're saying if you saw an invitation floating down your street and you opened it up and it said, "Hey, come to a murder party," you dress up in your uh, cardboard knight uniform. That was great. And by go the way. to. I, it. I love that. It. Costume. Uh, no, I mean, me personally, I wouldn't do that because I'm a hermit. Because you're intelligent. Well, thank you for the but compliment. Again, that could be a murder mystery party, party, and people go to those all year round, really, if you, you know, think about it. I There's- may have considered going to it, but once I walk down that alley that he was walking down, yeah. then I turn around and go home. Oh, so, okay, so you've got two things that we brought up of life lessons from horror movies. First, you don't pick up random shit off the ground. Second, if something seems sketchy, You've got the red light blinking. Exactly. Do I mean, it. And he's kind of rude, too, because that invite was not for him. He just randomly exactly. found it. His name wasn't on that invite. So, Oh, so I, we're just saying this guy's a douchebag. I wouldn't have the nuts, I guess, to find an yeah, invite just, on the street and be like, oh, I'm just going gonna, gonna to invite myself. Yeah. I'm going. Yep, that's absolutely right. So, and he, But he's also such a walked-on character because even at the beginning, his fucking cat wouldn't get out of the chair for him. Know, like, even bro. his cat was like, fuck you, I'm not moving. So, <laughs> Did you see the, the, the cat even like moved his paw like it was flipping him yeah. off or yeah. something? <laughs> so I, I went while I was attempting to watch this piece of work. <laughs> um, did you any of you see the IMDb credits for this movie? No. No. It's apparently award-winning. Yes, Yes, it is. Let it, that one sink in. It won the 2007 narrative feature at Slamdance Film Festival. Slamdance is huge. Yeah, it is. It was. That's it's an, crazy. It's an, it was an audience award for best narrative feature. Wow. I've lost respect for Slamdance. <laughs> yes. Well, but see, this wasn't Slamdance that it awarded. It was the audience who picked it. Yes. Oh. So the audience there liked it. But the fact that it, like Slamdance even picked it up. And I know oh, it picks up true. like weird, obscure like movies and no. shit, but... The fact that that one to slam dance is kind of that's kind of crazy. Bad, yeah. bad. I could see why I could see why it might get picked up because it did remind me of kind of like an art film, mm-hmm. like something that some freaking art students made. No, I guess that's kind of what it's revolving around. But I don't know. I could see it being picked up just because the movie is artsy, right? So then, I mean, was it playing on itself then? Because what the people were doing at this murder party were trying to create art film yeah you know so maybe they're making a joke on themselves or you know because they were even sitting there saying oh we got to do something about these fluorescent lights in the room or something like that and it was so obviously had problems and color grading and everything else because of the fluorescent lights in that room and had you gotten to the the end maddie you would have there was a big art exhibit thing going on in this one room um and that's where like the whole bloodbath of the movie took place uh which was a lot of fun so There was a surprisingly big kill count in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it picked up. <laughs> yeah. All in the last 10 minutes. The of last the mo- 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah, they right, saved I'll, it. I will go back and watch yeah. the 10 minutes it's of the like, movie. It's I'm like not. you have one kill in the yeah. first 40 minutes and then 12 other people die in the last 15. Yeah. Yeah. One guy just goes bonkers. So, 
What? So I've I've adopted a uh, a new way to watch movies, especially ones that bore me to freaking tears. If I if I am losing interest quickly, I fast forward to parts that actually look like they're exciting. I basically fast forward through like the entire middle section of this movie to the last part, which I will agree was the most exciting part of this entire film. But I shouldn't have to fast forward through 40 minutes of <laughs> back and forth, blah, this boring bullshit. I don't know. Some of the dialogue was absolutely kind of fun. Nope. You know, and that, that's something I, I, that I wrote down in my notes is that some of the humor is so stupid that it ends up being humorous. They love the word dildo in that movie, oh, God, by the way. Yeah. They said dildo probably 25 times in an New hour and 19 game. movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that was kind of a, a the, I don't know if the, the writer just couldn't think of a, a different way to, I guess, uh, there's not a lot of synonyms for dildo though. Yeah. But I guess he could have picked, you know, he could have kind of gone back and forth on a couple of different, right. you know, words. It was dildo every time from every, it wasn't like one person talked like that either though. It was every single person. As soon as they wanted to like make fun of somebody, it was dildo yeah. from everybody. So they all, I guess they all thought the same. Does the makeup get any better? Because like when that one girl hit her head and stood up and had that thing, I was like, Oh, because oh, it, no, like it, it, no, it, it, it looked like it was sitting on top of her head as opposed to yeah. like she yeah. put a hole in her head. Yeah, I no. was, that was really, you know, there, there was, it does not, I think, no. I think the, the guy that had the, the rubber mask burned onto his face, I, I thought cool, that looked pretty good. That was my favorite bit too. The, the fire extinguisher bit where she goes out and the first yeah. one doesn't work first one and then she's got to go out and get two more. Yeah. Yeah. To put him out. And then the guy that got the ax in the neck in the arts, in the art gallery, that one looked pretty good. I mean, there were some times where I, I, I thought they did an effective yeah. job. I guess for no money that it looked. Yeah. Th- I mean, it literally said they had no money to do this movie. So no, there, Chili's coupon. Yeah, <laughs> there was some, there was some humorous things in there. Like I said, it was so stupid that I thought it was funny. It's like when he got, when he got, uh, when he escaped for the first time and ran into the janitor's closet, yeah. he looks around, there's all this shit he could use as a weapon. And there's just mil- music building up for when he just bursts the door open. He's got his arms full of this crap and he just throws it all on the ground. And they're looking at him like, what? And he just runs away. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah, that's a good bit. You know, he's he's running through the party yelling that he needs to find a cell phone. I need a cell phone. And he runs into a, nobody's got a cell phone he can use. And he runs into the stairwell. And there's this guy standing there smoking a cigarette in a cell phone costume. Yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah. stupid yep. things like that. The one guy, rubber mask. Uh, was running around with his chainsaw, but it's an electric chainsaw, so he's got to carry an the extension cord, cord yeah, with yeah. him. I mean, there was just certain things that I, I all right, I got to give, yeah. I got to give him a little props there. Yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah, so. I, they tried, and I think honestly, I think that pissed me off more than anything else. <laughs> Not that you should try, but um, I just couldn't tell if I. Sh- should be really taking this movie seriously or not. As I've talked about a couple of times, tone of the movie. And I even went in trying not to take it seriously, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's almost, even though they did put, you, you write a lot of humor in it. It kind of seemed like they were trying to make it like serious to me. And that's where it lost me. I was yeah. just kind of like you guys, if they had fully like just went forward and said, no, we're making a completely ridiculous movie. I would have had, a lot less problem with it than yeah. them trying yeah, I don't, to. I don't think they embraced what they wanted it to be because yeah. all the reviews and everything else you see is stating that it's a it's a comedy or a dark comedy. 
but I don't think they took it as far as they needed to if that was the case. Yeah, I when I watch horror comedies, I want it to be really, really dark humor. And I didn't get dark humor in this. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of goofy slapstick humor, which it has a place, but it, it just didn't come across well in this movie yeah. to me. I just, I don't know. It seemed like they were trying to make it something that it that it wasn't. Yeah. And it kind of felt really flat for me. I wanted to fit this into the same box that Terrifier was in, where I absolutely detested it when I first watched it. But when you said you got to take this with a grain of salt and realize that it's not being serious, mm-hmm. but I just I could not at all. This like this is a far cry from what Terrifier was. Terrifier mm-hmm. smashes that movie. Oh yeah, definitely. oh by, by far. far yeah. uh, are we good? Yeah, let's. Are, we got any more comments on this one, guys? I haven't. Personally, I think it's it's a movie you could throw into a I got nothing else to do in the middle of October movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. I feel like I, I wouldn't waste my time on this. I'll be 100% honest. I Yeah, I just yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. And yeah. I think there's a lot better stuff coming out. And there's a lot even better stuff in this kind of genre of yeah. really yeah. low budget, smaller movies that kind of have that same theme or time or yeah. atmosphere that i i don't know yeah. is that i wouldn't waste my time on it personally I, I, yeah i wouldn't tell anybody not to watch the movie i would just say hey if you're gonna watch this movie start about 35 minutes mm-hmm. in you'll miss nothing and you'll get all the fun uh stuff yeah out of the, the, back o- end. the only thing they miss is a dead zombie cheerleader in the freezer that's yeah. it i mean this is kind of a movie that kind of makes me wonder if we sh- if pe- more people should be making like three-quarter movies a movie that's not yeah. a short film but it's not mm-hmm. a feature length but those are so hard to get out there too. it, it is because you don't know how to it's hard to market those yeah. things it's hard to market and the availability for people to sit down and watch it as well people mm-hmm. aren't necessarily going to invest a half hour of their time as opposed to seven minutes of their time yeah, yeah. you know or they know that they're in it for the long haul for an hour 20 yeah you know that yeah. it, it's hard to market that type of thing. Yeah. If you're, if you're I, shoot, go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know. I would love a movie like that because especially I feel like nowadays I feel like every movie that I've watched recently I'm like you guys could have cut like twenty or thirty mm-hmm. minutes of yeah. it. It doesn't matter if it's a big blockbuster, a smaller movie. I'm like you guys can chop this down. Why do you feel the need to make a two and a half, three hour yeah. long movie? Cut it. Yeah, yeah. If you're well, shooting for festivals, uh, short films have to be like no longer than I think it's like thirty minutes. And, okay. but a feature has to hit like 50 or something mm-hmm. like, or 60 minutes. So like there's this weird gap where if you make a 45 minute movie, it's too long to be a short, it's too short to be a feature. Yeah. So, well, and, and to go off what you said, Maddie, is some, you, you said sometimes you feel they can take about 20 minutes out of the movie. Mm-hmm. What happens sometimes is people have a movie and they find that it's short of feature length. So they film all this extra crap to throw into it just mm-hmm. to make it feature length. Yep. And that's why you end up feeling, hey, they could have taken 20 minutes out. Yeah. yeah. Well, somebody out there, start making a three-quarter film festival. <laughs> I will 100% back you on that because I think it's obnoxious. <laughs> a vote? I was going to say, let's... Oh, we got to rate it. And, yeah, rate. Oh, yeah. God. Okay, so the first... What's our first scale? It was the scary scale or is it the blood scale? Gore uh, factor. Well, we probably go with scare. Yeah, let's go with scare first. Uh, Two, not yeah. even maybe a two. one. Yeah, one, two sounds good to me. Gregory? I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay. Yeah, you get a point five for me. Yeah, Let's it was do. it's super freaking yeah. low. Uh, gore factor. 
uh, if you're rating it on the last 35, 40 minutes of the movie, I'm going to give it like a seven. Okay. Uh, Cause it gets six, seven. It gets, it gets mm-hmm. bloody on that back end. Yeah. So, okay. Greg. Greg. I give it a four on the, based on that last scene alone. Four for the gore. All right. I give it a zero because I do base things off of how well they do the special effects and what I saw. That was sorry. That was really bad. And you didn't get to see the majority of the gore either. Yeah. So. But since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to put it at about a five. I would have liked to probably seen more at the art gallery. Yeah. Because a lot of it was just flying blood as opposed to actually seeing what was going on. Yeah. I could have. What am I saying? I wanted more gore. They have that one wide shot. Patrick, what's wrong with you? I don't know. I think these two here sitting next to me are a bad influence. (laughs) They they rubbed off on you? I guess. Okay. And then overall rating. I I didn't. Again, I wouldn't tell anybody not to watch it. So I have to give it like a six. So that's. I would. I liked it. I I mean, I had fun with the goddamn thing. So that's just me. Greg. I award you no points and may God have mercy (laughs) on you. Wow. Yeah, I. I'm kind of inclined to give zero, but I'll give like a two because bless them, they tried. But yeah, I, overall, I think this was if guys, if I can't sit through it, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> if I had watched this without it being our homework, I would have stopped at the opening credits because the opening credits and the opening section there was just so bad. It looked like someone had done it on their VHS VCR camcorder thing and threw on their own typography on top of it. But having sat through the whole thing i'd probably give it a five as well yeah just yeah. because just because of the last 35 25 yeah. minutes of the movie yeah i mean and so based off my score that i gave it i am grounded and i am no longer allowed <laughs> to pick movies for a while yeah just, so, just a couple months it's yeah fine. it's all on you guys from here on out <laughs> we'll all do a cracker jack job yeah. i'm sure <laughs> Well, everybody, my allergy meds are kicking in and I am loopy as fuck over here. So let's start pimping stuff out, Patrick. All right. Well, as usual, help us out. Make sure that you head on over to iTunes and rate and review us. Actually, go over to whatever hosting thing you're listening to this on and rate and review us. You can find us on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Uh, And make sure that you check us out online. You can find us on Twitter at mfrightcast. Follow us and join into the conversation on our Facebook group, The Midnight Frightcast. And you can also find us on Instagram. So share, 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 post it on your walls and tell all of your friends. And also make sure that you check out MidnightFrightFilms.com and check out our videos, our movies. Uh, We've got them there on our website. We also have them on YouTube. So check it out. That's what I got. Cool. Yeah. Hey, we are two weeks from the... uh... Prairie Lights Film Festival. It's October 12th, 13th, and 14th in Grand Island, Nebraska at the Historic Grand Theater. Uh, super cheap weekend. I think it's 38 films playing that weekend. A bunch of world premieres. All Nebraska filmmakers, but it's 10 bucks for the whole weekend. It gets you into the after parties and uh, vouchers for free pop and popcorn. It's a super good time, um, especially if you are a fan of film and indie film. Just come out and support Nebraska filmmaking. That's That's the big thing. So... We will all be out there doing a, a podcast, and uh, Patrick's got a movie playing out there. Greg's got a movie playing out there. We're all going to be out there having a good time. So come hang out with us. It'll be it'll be fun. Great. My name is Greg the Movie Guy, and I'm the best movie reviewer you have never heard of. I write movie reviews with a positive spin over at gregthemoviegui.com. Most recently, I dropped one of my more successful reviews for The Princess Bride. I don't care. I'm glad people are reading it. 
October is going to look a little weird only because we are jumping into our 31 Days of Horror Marathon. I don't know that I'll be hitting a lot of movies from that, but I will try to catch a few here and there. So jump on over and check out what I got. That is GregTheMovieGuy.com. And never apologize for liking Princess Bride. That's a fucking awesome movie. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just not expecting the uh, the reviews or the reader reviews that I – the reader – Response. Thank you. There that, you go. That I got. So I'm just – I'm fucking stoked for it. Well, good for you. That's good awesome. Good job, man. I'm going to close out our pimpin' with Screambox. Guys, Halloween is coming up. If you want to join us on 31 Days of Horror and create your own list of stuff to watch, they have over 500 titles. You will never be bored. They've got some cool stuff over there. So everybody go check out Screambox. You can get a little freebie trial if that's what you need. But Halloween starts tomorrow, everybody. So get over to Screambox. And if Boom. anybody else has any more pimping, anybody else? Going once. Zero. Take oh. us home. All right, everybody. Home. Have an amazing night. This was our 40th Midnight Fright Cast. Have a good night. <laughs>